0: Welcome to it. Welcome to Tuesday. I would normally say that um, this is a a great day to be healthy and alive, but... uh, Or excuse me, you would normally say that. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. But as the day has progressed, I've just gotten more and more agitated and angry at the situation that I'm seeing. And maybe this is why... The powers that be are now claiming that those of us that espouse anti-government rhetoric are now a terror threat because, oh, we oppose the policies, the destructive policies that you're putting us through, that you're putting our country through. That you're putting the people of the world through. This insanity, this insane asylum that we're stuck in. Of course, I shouldn't be surprised. I I shouldn't be surprised because, again, I've made the comparison to the ruling establishment, the ruling political class, party at Davos, all the rest of these, these fools. I've made the comparison to the final days of the third right. I did that last year. And why did I say that last year? Because it fits historically. If you go back and you look at what happened to them, what happened to them in the final days? When an established group has been in power for a prolonged period of time, which these people have been in power since the end of the Second World War, make no mistake about that, when they get weakened and we started chinking away at their armor, we gave them a nice one-two smack and they got knocked to the ground. They got back up, but they got knocked down to the mat and they weren't very happy. The populist movement, Donald Trump, make America great again, Brexit, Brexit part two, with the election of the Tory government and Boris Johnson. Boy, what a disappointment that's turned out to be. When you do that, When you weaken them, they become scared, if you will. Everything that they've worked seven decades for is on the verge of collapse. They're on the verge of losing absolutely everything. You see nothing but fear, hatred, and paranoia out of the establishment. Both U.S., EU side, all of it, right? Western establishment. Same thing with the Chinese Communist Party. You're seeing the same thing there. Fear, hatred, paranoia because they're in trouble too. Their harvest failed. They're not able to feed their people. They don't feed their people, they collapse. When you have an establishment that gets whipped up into this frenzy, this kind of frenzy, this insanity that we're seeing, the whole thing becomes an absolute madhouse until the entire system collapses and tears itself apart. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the system that is dying. They're scrambling, trying to salvage the situation, doing everything they can. But... We'll talk about more of that in a minute. How you doing today, Bruce? Healthy and alive. Uh,
1: even, even with all the situation going on, um, it's still good to look at your, um, count your blessings, if you will. Yeah, it's good to count your blessings. Be thankful for what you've got. Because we could be in Afghanistan right now. We could be.
0: Thank God we're not. However, I believe that we have a responsibility, as I said yesterday. I believe we have a responsibility to ensure the people that caused this are made to pay for it. That's our responsibility. Make no mistake about this. That's on us. That's on we, the people. Jack Posobiec, former naval intelligence officer. He's a commentator now. Guest host on Steve Bannon's War Room podcast. Used to work for One America News. He went somewhere else now. I'm not sure where he went. But he's got a track record of, well... (laughs) Let's just some people call him a troll. Some people call him a good source of uh, good source of information, that kind of stuff. I've always found his work to be very credible. And uh, uh, and he seems to be right on point. And I've been listening to him talk about everything that's going on in Afghanistan. If anybody's going to know about what's going on over there. He knows people that are on the ground personally over there right now. You're an intelligence officer in the Navy. I love how they say, oh, he's a former intelligence officer. Once you're in intelligence, you don't leave. You you never get out of that work. He tweeted out a few things today. He's quoting a White House official here. uh, And he says that Kamala refused a request to do a press conference today. She was focused on Haiti, not Afghanistan. Now staffers from the uh, for the rival teams have been openly fighting all day. Do I sense some uh, some trouble in paradise? People not getting along? Because everything that we're hearing, I mean, hell, there was a call that was leaked yesterday of State Department officials saying, it's all gone to hell. We don't know what to do. Well, OK, the reason you don't know what to do is because you're incompetent and you don't belong there. That's why you don't know what to do. All these people that have made all these decisions that have created this disaster are directly from American academia. They have no sense of reality. None. They're from Boston University, they're from Harvard, they're from Yale, they're from Stanford. That's where these degenerates come from. Also, according to Jack Posobiec and his White House official, Biden went to sleep earlier than usual tonight. He was confused by all the conflicting intel reports because the man doesn't know where he is. He has no idea where he is. He's wandering around Camp David or something or, or some place over in, in Delaware eating ice cream. Ron Klain wanted Biden to rush back to D.C. yesterday afternoon to the Situation Room, but apparently Jill stepped in and said that President Biden could project his leadership from anywhere. Again, according to a White House official. Is it possible that this administration has lost all control? Is it possible? That's a loaded question. Don't answer that. It's a rhetorical question. Mainstream media reporters today, they always send around emails to their White House people, you know, Jen Psaki and, you know, all the rest of them. They they always send emails around to try and get you know, an idea what time you're going to start today. Uh, what's the subject going to be focused around so we can prepare our questions so we know exactly which way it's going to go. That way we can all be on point and we don't have to waste anybody's time. We don't have to worry about dead air time because live TV, if you're dead air time for more than a few seconds, they cut you off. For FCC regulations, they'd have to do it or they have to backfill it with something else. So everybody has to be on point. Everyone's it, it's kind of a the questions may not be scripted, but we know they are coming from the mainstream media. The questions may not be scripted, but the time the timetables and everybody to have their cues, they are scripted. So that stuff has to be on point. Everyone has to know exactly what question they're going to ask, how long it's going to take and so on and so forth due to the airtime. Emails were sent out to Jen Psaki this morning. White House press secretary sent out to her this morning asking what time she was going to start today and what they need to prepare for. All the mainstream media people got an email back, an auto reply saying, I will be out of the office from August 15th to August 22nd on vacation. See you then. That's where you are. You're all on vacation. That mess over there has collapsed. that That's total collapse. That's not just a failure. That's total collapse. That's a disgrace what's happening over there. It's all over the TVs here, everywhere. It's all over the TVs. I'm sitting there shaking my head, watching people try and cling to the side of the C-17 transport planes to try and get off that tarmac. It's disgusting what you people have done. Yes, I said yesterday we didn't have any business there. I understand that. But you don't just tuck tail and run. You can't do that. You have to do a phased drawdown. Anytime you're in a nation like that, you have to do a phased drawdown. You don't do a phased drawdown. You end up with a power vacuum and this happens, which quite frankly... My instinct tells me that they wanted this to happen. Pentagon confirms that they plan to relocate up to 30,000 Afghan special immigrant visa applications into the U.S. I heard Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about this this morning. They're working on getting the people that have done business for us, you know, done translation work, actually been on our payrolls, They know, that kind of stuff. That was the deal. You know, you do work for us, then we'll get your family visas and we'll get you out. You know, that was the deal. So you've got to have ground contacts. You know, you don't have ground contacts, then well, then you're not going to do much business over there. And quite frankly, as someone who's done a lot of investigative work, I can tell you, you are only as good as the intelligence you have on the ground. You're nothing without contacts. Your job's going to be that much harder. You've got to have informants. And investigators only as good as his informants, because you build your cases, you build your intelligence based off of what you get from your informants and your contacts. So you have to establish a network. And that's what we did. Taliban fighters in Kabul start confiscating weapons from civilians. Well, we didn't see that one coming, did we? There's been reports of uh, gunfire at the airport. Uh, we're sending in another thousand, it looks like, from the 82nd to secure that, because now we've got the Germans, they want to get their people out. The French, wanna, all the NATO countries basically want to get their people out. The United Arab Emirates, they want to get their people out. So we're going in with the 82nd to secure the airport, to get our people
1: in and out, and to get our allies in and out. Uh, that's it. Wasn't it... But, uh... A, a little bit more than a uh, thousand weren't we we're, we' we're, weren't we sending like five thousand together? Well, yes, we had five thousand, but we just ordered another thousand in this
0: morning so, another
1: thousand okay, yeah,
0: another thousand okay. so six thousand total right now that's that's the number I have uh, now that could change of course by the end of the day, who knows but yeah. Okay, um before we drift too far from this, uh, I want uh, I want to actually I want to let you kind of take over here. You had mentioned that this could be a ploy because I, I asked you. I said, "Okay, what's what's going on here?" Because everybody's now seeing this. You can't find COVID anywhere. COVID's gone. It's disappeared. It's on the back burner. COVID was the worst thing. I mean, it was the end of the world, the plague and everything, you know, it was going to kill everybody blah blah blah. That was 48 hours ago. That's gone. There's nothing about it anywhere. It's completely disappeared, which means they're showing us this because they want us to see this. What's happening that they don't want us to see? And that's a legit question. I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking that question. What is it? It has to be something. If this is being shown to us now, that's because this is what they want us to see. There's talk today in the German press that there's a civil war brewing in France, which we knew that that was coming anyway. Is this... The establishment, And I'm just thinking right literally off the top of my head. Is this the establishment panicking in their response to the resurgence of the populist movement against them that's gaining steam? That's my question. Now, we're going to find out more about that probably in the coming days is all of this. I mean, I'm, I'm literally just thinking off the top of my head, so I don't know because that's the only thing I can put together right now uh, in the heat of the moment. But like I said, before I drift too far from this, you said that they are possibly going to try and 25th him, 25th Amendment him to get him out now, because dude is sitting up there at Camp David, sitting at a situation room table, stag with no one around him looking at a TV screen. Total photo op, total photo op. Man probably had no idea where he was. Why don't you just get him a, a vanilla ice cream cone while he's sitting there? You can't pull this guy on a 25th and put Kamala Harris in. She has a 2% approval rating from her own party. You people have really, really screwed the pooch on this one. You have really overreached. This is not just on the corruption of our election system. Oh, no, 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 no. Because this, this is a larger thing. This is on the establishment. This is on The World Economic Forum. This is on Klaus Schwab Schwab and company. It's on their shoulders. You want to create a boogeyman that you're going to menace populations with. How's that going to play in your great reset? And this is where Bruce will jump in because he's the one that pointed this out to me. And it is a very astute point. So I'll let you carry on with it.
1: So, uh, yeah, I I think uh, because this was such a disaster, I don't even know that they intended originally I don't I'm not sure they intended it to be such a disaster because I'm not really sure how they can utilize it other than uh, to remove Biden. That's the only thing I could I could say, because Biden's not going to step down himself. It's not in his character. It's not in his uh, drive. He's he's too, I don't know, arrogant, I guess. Um, the, the other thing is, is I, I, I feel like this was this has Biden's fingerprints all over it, because if you look at how things were handled during the Obama administration with uh Uh, military stuff. Again, same, same crew. Uh, So I I think he, he he had his fingers in this and it was all a political game. It had nothing to do with uh, policy or any of those things, treaties, any of that. It was all politics. Um, But as far as, I I think what you're referencing is the uh, um, the stuff I was saying about um, Klaus Schwab and them, you have your, your great reset and your new world order, your new Utopia. You can't have these kind of terrorists in place. You, you can't have a conflicting of ideas like this to, it, to an extreme that they're going to plant IEDs or smash planes into towers. You know, you, you can't have that kind of ideology uh, conflicting with your new world order. So I'm not sure no, what their intent because
0: is. I'm not sure either. Maybe it's just something that they think that they can ride for a little while and move on. You know, they can flush it whenever they need it. Kind of like Antifa. You know, they create the the organization, but eventually it gets to a point where you can't control it anymore. Think of it like a wind-up toy. Hitler was a wind-up toy, okay? Anybody that wants to, to look at that, he was a wind-up toy. Look at where his funding came from. He was bankrolled by American money. That's not a joke. He was also bankrolled by a company, a conglomerate really, called IG Farben. Look it up. It was a German company. It was basically, think of it like the Google for its time, more or less. They were literally involved in everything. But he was a wind-up toy. They gave him all that money, all that funding, all that support and said, okay, do whatever you want. You know, we, we like your idea of building Germany up, rah, rah, rah. Then he went insane and started murdering a whole bunch of people, which if any of those people actually had enough brains in their heads, he wrote a book when he was in prison, which he never should have gotten out of, called Mein Kampf, where he told people what he was going to do. So they gave him all kinds of money. They gave him all kinds of support. They gave him all kinds of uh, backing and, and corporate sponsorships and all the rest of it. And they turned him loose. It was a wind up toy. Maybe they're trying to do the same here. Maybe they're just trying to, you know, they'll fund a whole bunch of uh, radical uh, Islamists and, and on a mass scale, and they'll just wind them up and turn them loose and see what they can do. But the problem is here, you're not going to be able to shut these people down, Jack. These people will skin you alive and I'm talking to the party at Davos, the World Economic Forum, these people will gut you like a fish and they won't think twice about it. You have no idea who you're jumping in bed with. The Chinese Communist Party, they're bad enough to do business with. They'll kill you just the same. But the radical Islamist groups like the Taliban, oh man, they will go. And I I would say medieval, but uh, they
1: predate medieval. I mean, that's some real throwback it's, stuff that they do. It, it, it's completely different looking at the Chinese and uh, the Middle East. You, with the Chinese, they at least have some level of self-preservation involved. Um, the Middle East, they think they go to heaven for killing themselves if they kill you in the process. Like, they're okay with that. They have no fear of death. How, how, do, you, how do you deal with someone like that? And I, I mean deal as in like work with. Um, you don't. You, you, you can't work with that mentality uh, the, the, there's no, this is going to backfire here in the U S the squad. We have Rashid and uh, the, the other, um, what was it? Rashid and um, Ilhan the Omar. Other, uh, Ilhan AOC, Omar. Yeah. yeah uh, Presley. Yeah. Ayanna Presley is the other one, I think. Uh, yeah. But I was thinking of the, 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 the two that were um, uh, Rashid Tlaib Islamist. and Ilhan Omar. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: uh, and uh, by not, the way, I've got um, something on her. Uh, Just just on a side note, Uh, a DNA test. Now, there could be a discrepancy here. I mean, DNA sometimes, you know, there is a little bit of a discrepancy sometimes, actually almost scientifically impossible, but sometimes DNA test finds that there is a nine. Again, this this might be a discrepancy because there is a little chance here. DNA test finds that there is a ninety nine point nine 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 eight percent chance that Ilhan Omar married her brother as her second husband. So yeah. like I said, there could I mean, be a, there could be a discrepancy there. I mean, there, there is that, you know, it is that, that nine, 99.9999998%. So, I mean, there's, mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. you know, just that little
1: bit, it, you know, and, and we, we, we did say that she, uh, she did that and it was partly to uh, commit fraud. Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't tax fraud. It was, uh, I, I believe it was something to do fraud. with, immigration and uh college acceptance like there's yep. some kind of college benefit or something but anyway i just thought i'd mention i that, I, I was that she's probably i mean she's it, there on false pretenses yeah she's, she's there on false pretenses so and she's also working with acorn and and following their lead and who, yeah who, who's eric acorn the islamist group basically that's why i was calling her well both of them really islamists because if you look at their rhetoric and, and what they talk about, they're not your average Muslim who's, you know, peace loving and, and integrates with our society and yet, you know, has their own cultural beliefs, if you will, or religious beliefs. They're about overthrowing our entire government system and instituting a new one um, on a, also known as Sharia law. Um, how do you deal with those kind of people, do deals with those kind of people? Uh, they, they want to eradicate you or at least your way of life. You, you don't deal with that. This is going to backfire here in the at the local level, or, or you know, here in the United States, just like it did in Afghanistan. It, it's going to backfire. Fun little note. What what are they calling themselves now in Afghanistan? They changed the name to the Islamic Emirate. Yeah, Islamic Emirate. Interesting.
0: Yeah, they've officially changed the name. By the way, the first group to remove the Afghanistan flag from their
1: website. I know this is going to shock you. Wikipedia. They were the first ones to change it. I mean, that's no surprise. Uh, once something in the news happens and it can easily be changed by other people as well. So, yeah, contributors yeah. and whatnot. So, uh huh. well,
0: there's like 900 and something people that work at Wik- or work on Wikipedia stuff uh, or something like that. Yeah. All right. I want to go to this clip of uh, MSNBC saying that it's been a relatively peaceful takeover of Afghanistan by the Taliban. Listen to this.
2: The country is essentially now in the hands of the Taliban for all intents and purposes. Uh, They've taken over Kabul. The president, or should I now say the former president of Afghanistan, Ashraf Ghani, has fled the country. The Taliban have taken over the presidential palace. They've renamed the country the Islamic Emirate, taken down the Afghan flag and hoisted up uh, their own colors. Uh, And it's been a relatively um, peaceful, if you like, a process. They haven't had to fire a lot of shots. There hasn't been a lot of uh-huh. bloodshed in Kabul. It was a pretty straightforward takeover for them. Uh, they've also taken over the airport. Uh, there have been reports of shots fired at the airport, and Taliban fighters are, are, are all over the place. Uh, but they're not in any sort of clashes with U.S. personnel. Although commercial flights have so far been suspended, military evacuation flights are still taking place, and I th- from what we understand right now, most of the U.S. personnel are at the airport now trying to get onto various uh, evacuation flights out of the country with uh, very few security personnel left yes. at the embassy burning what's left of sensitive paperwork.
0: Well, I see that was a mostly peaceful uh, takeover. You know, I, I find it extremely, extremely convenient that the head of the Taliban has a Twitter account and he's still allowed to tweet. Uh that's fine. That's that's okay. Bruce, would you call what happened that's, in Afghanistan? I'm just I'm just curious. Storming the, the presidential palace and, and literally taking the country over and all this stuff. Would you call that an insurrection? Would would you call that an insurrection? <laughs> would you? I mean I'm just asking, right? Yeah. Would would you call that an yeah, insurrection? Yeah. Okay. That, that all would, right. Yeah. That'd be a good. So example. let me get this straight. I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy here is all. That's all I'm doing. The head of the Taliban can tweet out about how great it is and and victory and, you know, praise Allah and all the rest of it. That's fine. You can tweet out the pictures of them sitting in the presidential palace. That's all over the, the mainstream media. They're out there. CNN is literally saying today they're out there chanting death to America, but they seem friendly. But Donald Trump tweets out what happened on January 6th. Hell, anybody tweets out what happened on January 6th. They get banned for that at the Capitol. That's what they get banned for. You didn't even have to tweet anything. If you were just there and they were to get in and geolocate your phone just to find out if you were there. How some people are being arrested that weren't even there. They knew people that were there. We're arresting people for Lego sets. We're arresting people for tourniquets. We're arresting people for neck gaiters. I'm not joking. This is the level of insanity these people have, have dropped to. It's insane. We get called domestic terrorists by the Department of Homeland Security if we oppose the government. This, this disaster every single contractor, every single family member, every single veteran that you have just spit all over, you have made a mortal enemy of. And they know it. These people at MSNBC, these people at CNN, ABC, CB News, I I don't care. I don't care what network. you're. I don't care if you're an American network. You people can drop dead. You're a disgrace. Yes, you cover what's happening over there. I understand. I understand that. Of course you want to cover that, but you lay the blame at the feet of the people that actually did it. That's your responsibility as journalists, and none of you are doing it. They're not blaming Trump? What? I I don't understand. Oh, they're blaming Trump. They're blaming Trump. They're not blaming the intelligence community. They're not blaming the contractors. They're not blaming the corrupt generals. They're not blaming the Chinese. They're not blaming any of that. They're not blaming all the way back to even Jimmy Carter. Why aren't you people digging that stuff up? You want to know who created this, the Taliban? I told you yesterday. They're even out there. Some of them are even out there calling themselves the Mujahideen. What did I say a couple of days ago? Did I say that? Did I actually use those words? Did I did I use that term? It's because that's what they are. They were created by Zbigniew Brzezinski and Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter is also the reason that Iran has been transformed into a ninth century cutthroat society. You can thank that administration and the people that ran it. By the way, Soros was around back then, along with the Rockefellers. You can thank that administration for unleashing radical Islam on the world. Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman uh, Miley Milley, whatever his name is, you know, the guy that runs around talking about white rage all the time? That guy? Yeah. He was asked about that in a press conference. Uh, Would you explain white rage to us? Uh, I'm going to do that off camera. Well, no, do it now. No, no, no. I, I need to do that off camera. I can't do it here the reason you can't do it there, sir, is because there isn't any. Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman Miley now says, or Millie, I, I don't know, I, I guess it's Millie, right? M- Millie, I'll just go with Millie. Millie says that terrorist groups could regroup in Afghanistan sooner than he thought. Uh, General, what, what, would, what would give you that idea? He told senators on a call on Sunday that the timeline of how quickly terrorist groups would likely reconstitute in Afghanistan has accelerated. Normally, when you have a disaster like this of epic proportions, then you literally, if you're the president of the United States, if you're the vice president, whatever, if you're these people, you drop everything you're doing including the ice cream cone, Joe. You drop everything you're doing and you get back as fast as you possibly can. And you've got people in the situation room that are briefing you nonstop on the way there. Don't tell me they don't have the best communications in the world on these airlines and these choppers for these people. Don't tell me they don't have that. Congress should have been recalled immediately. They weren't. In fact, the calls that they had, I didn't learn this until this morning, the calls that they had Weren't even classified. They were public. How on earth? What what is this? Like what what is it? I, I feel like we're we're supposed to be playing a major league baseball game here, and we're we're hitting t balls. That's what we're doing. Th- this is insane. This is this is kindergarten level stuff. They're they're not even coloring inside the lines
1: with the numbers on them. I think this is intentional. Now uh, after, it is after it, that's
0: all I can th- that's
1: all I can see is it's it's intentional. It's got to be. Yeah. The, 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 there's we have too much experience in combat and secrecy and all that kind of stuff. We've been in constant war since World War II. We we understand how to keep our mouths shut or at least keep information from being propagated too quickly. We we understand that. We we went through the Cold War, we knew all the the, the propaganda fighting and you know the information disinformation. we we, we know all this. So why is it that they're, they're making rookie mistakes like this. Is it because they're inept or is there something else going on? Because we we, we, we talked about it before with the, what's going on with China and Taiwan and all the mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to move on Taiwan. for them.
0: They're going to move on. Taiwan. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Taiwan is in play. It, it is in play. So if this shows that the U.S. is weak, which obviously it does, right? If if that is shown, then that would give China enough of a comfy feeling okay, yeah, well, the US isn't going to do anything with their allies, obviously. You saw what happened with the 330,000 crack shots that we had in the Afghan army, right? We're just going to tuck tail and run. We're going to pull out overnight.
1: Well, why wouldn't we do the same with Taiwan? Are they baiting them? I think it's probably baiting. I'm not sure China's dumb enough to fall for it because it, 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 I don't, it seems too brazen and too blunt. And yeah. I, the Chinese typically are a little bit smarter than that.
0: Yeah. And the Global Times uh, tweeted out this morning that Taiwan should take notice, you know, usual communist. I mean, that's 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 CCP's mouthpiece. Taiwan should take notice that the U.S. is weak and they're not going to uh, stand with you. And uh, when we engage across the strait, whatever it is, you know, usual communist propaganda, uh, when we engage across the strait, then... Uh the enemy will fall immediately in the d c p whatever it is they have in taiwan they will they will surrender immediately, kind of thing when they get abandoned by their
1: allies. It's likely that China will just sit on this and let it fester and and see what what happens uh i I don't think they're going to take action very uh, like no immediately. no i think that I think that maybe that that's what the establishment wants them to do. they want them
0: to flinch, yeah, because we've got assets in the South China Sea ready to go. you position a British carrier strike group you position a US carrier strike group you send an entire fleet of German destroyers to the South China Sea for the first time in 50 years you do that what are they doing there is Afghanistan the trap because China has recognized the Taliban as a legitimate government today Beijing has recognized them i'm sure they're going to be sending an envoy post haste i'm sure that they are to make a deal because roughly there's about a trillion dollars worth of untapped resources in that country that the Chinese are just loving. They would love to get their hands on that, especially with their new Belt and Road initiative. With that? Oh yeah. Yeah, they would love to do that. They do have a deal with oil for with the Russians, I believe, from the oil fields in Eastern Siberia. I believe they have that oil deal. I'm not entirely sure on that, but I think they got some kind of a deal going there. They also want something else. They can't solely be relied on the Russians for oil. They need something else. And with China not agreeing to any of the other deals that we've all been over and took with this climate garbage, they need something else. They want a pipeline from the Middle East all the way up to China in a direct route. That's what they want. And with Afghanistan, they have it. If they don't have Afghanistan, they don't have a pipeline. They want something that runs through Afghanistan. They want something that runs through there, through Turkey, through Iran, something that they can pipe all the way up that they don't have to worry about. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, you thought she went away. Bruce, you're going to love this. You're going to love what she had to say. She's got she always has good words of wisdom. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She, She always has words of wisdom for the American people. Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said on Sunday that President Joe Biden is to be commended. Let me repeat that. Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said on Sunday that President Joe Biden is to be commended, not committed, Commended for the actions he has taken. Commended? Oh, this
1: is this is all part of the plan. Explain. So the 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 pullout, the how everything went down, the 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 atrocity that it is, the how horrible it looks on the national stage. This is all part of the plan. If you if you have Pelosi and the rest of the Democrats going, just sitting there clapping and saying "good job." Um, Hell, we even have Republicans saying it was a good job now they're not republicans uh but you know they're whatever let but, me guess
0: the he, usual suspects mcconnell romney graham uh the one i seen was uh cheney okay yeah you might as well just have kensinger yeah. up there doing the same thing
1: yeah well she was blaming trump and saying that it was his fault that all of this went yeah. down the way it did all the foreign the press is blaming so- trump too by the way sorry yeah just just uh you know uh rehash that um the the treaty was we would pull out in may miss that agenda didn't you there biden uh but if the taliban um so much as poked their head out after we left um we would blow it off that that was that was the deal is we would pull out but taliban you have to be done and uh wow where's that where's that um show of force from uh the current administration where's the upholding of of our word so it's tarnished our view on the world stage because as Klaus Schwab said, we cannot be the superpower of the world where it's going to be like a conglomerate. it's going to be a bunch of pe- uh, countries that are going to be the world powers, if you will, the equals.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I want to talk about dear old Klaus tomorrow. He's written a new op-ed piece about how the young people are the future and they need to be entrusted with. Care- yeah, yeah. Klaus, you know all about movements of young people in authoritarian countries, don't you? Oh, yes, you do. And so does your buddy George. So does Professor Kissinger that he admires so much. We can play that clip, too. He knows all about the young people movements in authoritarian countries, especially during Central Europe in, oh, I don't know, the 1930s and 40s. Speaker Pelosi went on to say in her statement, praising the wisdom of Biden's actions, the Taliban must know that the world is watching its actions. I'm quoting here. We are deeply concerned about the reports regarding the Taliban's brutal treatment of all Afghans, especially women and girls. The U.S., the international community, and the Afghan government must do everything we can to protect women and girls from inhumane treatment by the Taliban. Uh, lady, I don't know what the psychological side effects long term of Botox exposure are, but
1: you are clearly suffering from just that. They've already failed, though. There's video of them going and gouging women's eyes out and raping them. Yeah, yeah. so,
0: <laughs> and on top of that, they're summarily executing anybody. They're going door to door right now, executing anybody that collaborated with the U.S. Yeah, that's and not also, on. Sorry, that's that's not on Trump. That that blood also, is on the
1: hands of uh, of this administration. They're also trying to to force any of the civil servants, if you will, any of the employees of the government. They're trying to force them to go back to work as well uh, at gunpoint.
0: Oh, yes. Um, I've always felt comfortable going back to work at gunpoint. Haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean that that that's the
1: most enjoyable type of work. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The mainstream media has done a piece on whether or not uh, China could have aided the Taliban. Does that seem plausible to you? You think they would have a vested interest in in aiding the Taliban in an almost Maoist style assault across the country in
1: almost no time? It, it's plausible. Um, the hardware that they had, um, some of it U.S. Some of it, uh, you know, looked like Russian era, you know, Soviet era weapons. Um, it, it's very plausible. I mean, China is allied with uh, Russia, at least, you know, uh, arms deals. For now. Yeah. So it, it's very plausible that, um, yeah, they did. Because um, as, as you pointed out, they, there's a lot of resources there that they want. Mm-hmm. And they want access to that. So what's the best way to do it? Find the, the ones that you think is going to be the winning team and go in and uh, team up with them, help them out, give them some money, give them some uh, resources. And then when they take over the country, just, uh, you know, go in and say, hey, uh, we helped you out before you guys were, you took over the country. What what are you going to give us in return? How about you give us access to some of your uh, resources? All right. Uh, I know we mentioned it earlier just a little bit,
0: uh, but OK, I, I'm. have you seen the photo of him sitting in the... Uh... Uh, in the room, stag at uh, Camp David. Have you seen that? I, I have it.
1: I haven't. I haven't seen that yet.
0: All right, uh, I have it. Here it is. It's right here. Right. So, and there's memes floating around about this. So here he is. Right. And everybody's wondering where he's at. Like the, the dude doesn't even know what the hell's going on. He doesn't. There's no one sitting there with him. Like this guy's. But like this is a complete photo op. So he's supposed to be understanding what's happening there. Are you kidding me?
1: He's. Yeah, I can't tell who's on call with, but it looks like it is like a conference call or some such. Supposedly, Uh, these are people that are supposed to be
0: uh, assets in parts of the Middle East. That's who they're supposed to be. However, I believe the one in the center is Kamala Harris, because I believe that's her background from her place, because that's where she was when she was interviewing Amy Amy Coney Barrett for Supreme Court when she was still sitting in the Senate. So I believe the one in the center is Kamala Harris. And it it looks like her from this distance. But dude doesn't know what's going on. He he doesn't have a clue. And people are saying now, the article out of uh, the Daily Wire today, that he's planning to address the nation. That's coming up in 30 minutes. So we're going to see what the fool has to say then. And then we'll be playing excerpts of that here tomorrow. Uh, But 25th Amendment time. Okay, they pull. Let's just say they pull him. All right. You have to put Kamala in, right? You have to. And she's not concerned about what's going on. She could care less. Hell, she didn't care what was going on at the southern border. Our southern border is wide open, by the way. She didn't care what's going on at the southern border. She was asked point blank, uh, have you been to the southern border? Well, I haven't been to Europe. Th- this woman's a clown. She's a clown. At least, at least the old man has spent some time at the executive level, albeit it was <laughs> doing bad business deals and corruption and all the rest of it. But nonetheless, at least he's got some time there. This woman... Is a complete buffoon. She has no idea. All, all you get from her is some stupid cackle, like a, like some idiotic thirteen year old walking down the hallway of a high school building. That's what you get from her. She's not in any kind of condition. She's not in any kind. She's running around now talking about oh how she's going to get a third jab. She's got her third jab appointment. That's what she's talking about. You got the biggest military disaster in fifty years in the U.S. and you're running around on TV and you're talking about getting a third vaccine. You're talking about the earthquake in Haiti.
1: Kamala is is probably one we can't keep, but Kamala is one of those classic stories of uh uh going down and getting promoted. You had you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> I was trying it to stay did, away yeah. from that. I was trying to stay away from that. How, I was trying to stay away from that's how she got promoted. That's how she's in the position yeah. she's in.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was trying to stay away from that. I always hear I was hear other commentators calling her heels up Harris.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. She's she's not she's not a <laughs> She wasn't promoted to that position because she's skilled at whatever the, oh that was, that no. was, that was actually, that was, the pun was not intended there. She's not, she's not, uh, experienced with, um, the executive branch of government. It, 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 she, she doesn't know what she's doing. She has no military background. She has no, no, she, she shouldn't be there. She's not qualified for the job. If, if she was qualified, she had experience in it, uh, I would not mind a woman being in that position or a hell as president, as long as they're qualified. Um, She's not 2% approval rating amongst her own. Uh, No, no.
0: Even so, you're going to have to come up with something else. You're going to have to come up with something else. You can't put her in there. You cannot. There's no way. You talk about somebody like Biden's in, what, the 30s now? For approval. If you're going by the mainline numbers, he's in. Well, if you look at MSNBC and CNN, he's like over 75 percent. But yeah, they they just flip the numbers. If you're in the 30s now, he's going to the 20s. You're, You're talking about the lowest level of approval for a sitting U.S. president in history. And you're talking about putting somebody in there, pulling him 25th, 25th Amendment on him to pull him out and put someone in who's already polling in the single digits. We're sitting here arguing over this stuff. Well, we're not really arguing. We're just voicing our disgruntled opinions. But in the end, does it really matter? Does it really matter? No. No, it doesn't. Because you're still going to end up with incompetence at every level. You're still going to end up with the corruption at every level. We're not actually fixing the problem. These people don't stop until you make them stop. I'm not advocating for violence. I'm still a believer in the fact that we can do this peacefully. I still believe that. We have to face facts here. Voting doesn't work at the moment. It doesn't work. The election audits are about to be delivered. The Maricopa County audit is about to be delivered in just a few days. They need a big enough distraction to keep your attention off of that in every way shape and form has to be taken away from that. You can't see what's going on there. Do I believe that Donald Trump is somehow going to be reinstated into office? No, no, I don't believe that. There are a lot of people out there that do believe that, but show me something, anybody, and God love him, Mike Lindell, right? God God love him. I mean, the the guy's truly doing what he believes in. Okay, fine. And I, I don't disagree with the guy. I, I don't disagree with the guy. I think that uh, I think that he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's built a fantastic company. He's an he's an entrepreneur. He's brought himself back from falling into the horrible addiction of drugs. So I, I commend him for that. And he's risking a lot here. But the guy understands that if he doesn't fight for this, just like we understand that if we don't fight for this and just like you out there, if you don't fight for this, you're going to lose it you're going to lose everything. They will take everything from you. And when I say everything, they will take everything down to the damn pillow on your bed. They will take it if you don't fight for it. A lot of people are saying that Lindell's running around doing all kinds of stuff like uh, dealing out hopium and all the rest of it. Show me where it says that a sitting president will be removed and another one will be reinstated in his place. Show me where it says that. Show me the precedent. Show me something in the Constitution, something. Show me something where it says we can actually do that. I don't know of anything. I don't even know if the Supreme Court, It like they're talking about how the Supreme Court can do this. Oh, they'll rule 9-0 on it when they see the evidence, all this stuff. They, they don't want to get involved with this in the first place. But show me where it says that the Supreme Court can overturn our elections. I don't even think they can do that. But what should happen? Let's just let's go with the fact that the election audit is delivered. Okay, let's go with that. Let's go with the fact that the Biden administration did not win; they lost. There was corruption and everything. Let's just go with the mainliners that are that are out there saying that uh, it's gonna it's gonna go nine zero. The Supreme Court's gonna turn it over and and all the rest of it. Let's go with that. Okay. What should happen is the following: you don't need to get the Supreme Court involved. What should happen is the administration should say, "All right, yep." We lost. Evidence has come out to the contrary. It can be verified, forensically confirmed and all the rest of it. Okay, we'll pack our stuff and we'll be out of here by dinner. And then the rightful person that won moves in. Now, I don't care if that's Trump. Hell, I don't care if that's Bernie Sanders. Okay, if that's what we voted for, then that's the way we go and we deal with the consequences of it. I'm okay with that. I can live with that. I don't like it, but that's what we voted for.
1: This is not what we voted for. We didn't vote for this. It still doesn't matter, though. Even even if it, we find that um, there was fraud that went on, they cheated, they didn't win, um, they resign, it, 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 that, that's, that's as far as it would go. Then it would become President Pelosi. And then from there, it would be um, it, President Clinton. She would appoint. Yeah. Probably President Clinton or, or something of that type. They, they, they would appoint someone else. Either way, it doesn't matter. We still get a progressive. We still get a leftist in office. We still get the, the attempts at destroying our, our way of life. So unless the Speaker is replaced, and then he's forced to resign, impeached, okay, that, removed... There's
0: there's the other thing. There, there's the other thing. It's it's is, it's. Is, I'm glad you actually brought that up because I wasn't even thinking of that. That's the other thing. Because once you start triggering audits in all these different places, the counts were frozen in Nancy Pelosi's district that night, too. Don't forget that. So my question is, is the Speaker of the House supposed to be there? That's my question. Because you said, well, then the Speaker of the House would have to be removed. Okay, the Speaker of the House would have to be removed if they were not elected. Now, my question, because let's be honest, you're going to be looking at when, when these audits happen and there are going to be audits. Those audits are already happening. There are going to be audits. How many of these people, how many tens of thousands of these people are not supposed to be there? And worse than that, worse than that, how long have they been in there when they haven't been elected? It's not a matter of just this last time. How many other terms? These jokers that have been sitting up there on the hill for 20, 30, 40 years, some of them, how many of them are actually supposed to be there? Because think about it: if you could do something other than being a politician, what would you do? What would you do if you're one of these people? There's nothing you could do. Nancy Pelosi couldn't get a job serving coffee at a diner in her district somewhere if she wasn't the Speaker of the House. Hell, if she wasn't a member of Congress; she wouldn't be able to get a job anywhere else. None of these jokers could, with the exception of a few that have actually that actually have businesses. Maybe. By maybe the way, go ten bar. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. By the way, for those that don't know. You're not supposed to be on the Hill unless you're voting for something. You're not supposed to be up there. You're supposed to be back in your district working a nine to five. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're not supposed to be up there earning a a career out of it. So we've got to get to the bottom of what happened, not just on November 3rd, but we got to find out what happened going. I mean, we need to dig. We need to dig. We need to overturn that apple cart completely. And we need to get at that rot. Bad apple spoils the whole bunch. You've heard that. We need to get to those rotten apples at the bottom of that pile that are spoiling all the rest of it. We've got to turn that card over and we've got to find out how many of them are not supposed to be there and how many of them have been there for an extremely long period of time under false pretenses. And I think once you do that, once you do that, then I'm sorry, Klaus, we've got a great reset for you. Once you do that, Once you reset that system and you clean out all this, this nonsensical stuff, you gut these institutions, you gut these intelligence agencies, you gut all the rest of this crap, these bureaucracies, you cut out all the staffers, all the rest of it, the lobbyists, all all you people are going to get fired. You understand? All of you. Once that happens, then, then you can put yourself on the right track. You can learn from history at that point. You get back to the basics. You get back to the local politique, and you put term limits on people oh, yes, the new House members and the new senators, state and federal, you're going to have term limits. You're not going to be up there for 20 or 30 years. So we're going to have to get to the bottom of everything. There is a better way on the other side, but you've got to fight for it. You're not going to get this handed to you on a silver platter. Donald Trump's not going to be the the white and shining knight coming in on a horse at noon. It's not going to happen before all this even kicked off. Hell, before COVID kicked off, I said, you want the answer to this? you go look in a mirror. You're the answer to this problem. Donald Trump's not the answer to this problem. And I don't care if it's Donald Trump or not. I'm just using him as an example because everybody points to that. If you think that one person is going to come along and fix this problem, you're sorely mistaken. That is hopium, if you want to call it that. One person will not fix this. It's going to have to be us collectively fixing this problem. Europeans, you want to fix your problem? You can start with the European Union and work your way down. That organization has led you to ruin. Right, The French listeners that we have, they understand that. The Dutch, they understand it. The German listeners we have, they understand that. The Italians, the British, all the rest. Of it. The Brits understood it. They voted for Brexit. They got it. The Dutch are next. The French, are, well, quite frankly, I think the French are going to be first out that door. And what are you going to hold it up with? You going to hold it up with the Germans? I don't think so. Because if you start dropping these countries, and let let's be fair, let's be fair, because let's go back to the American Revolution. Let's go back to 1776, all right? This is why they're so afraid of it. This is why the party at Davos and in, in World Economic Forum, this is why they're so afraid of this. This is why your bars and your churches and your restaurants and your pubs have been shut down. This is why your gyms are being restricted. This is why your churches are being restricted. This is why you're seeing COVID passports for only those that have been injected with this experimental, whatever the hell this stuff is. That's why only they can go there. Do you know why? Because those people will not form a resistance against them. That's why they're allowed to go there. Churches, taverns, were places of organized resistance against the British. They understand this. The power structure understands this. The establishment, whatever you want to call them. Hell, you don't even have to call them the deep state anymore. I love people that call them the deep state. No, that's not a deep state. That's an in-your-face state. That's what that is. They understand this. What happened after the American Revolution? What happened? You had a wave barreling across Europe, knocking the monarchies out. Because they said, hey, wait a minute, this group of guys over here in, in this colony, they they fought back and they said, no, we're not going to take your BS anymore. We don't want any more of your your monarchies. We don't want any more of your, your tyrannical rules. Over 2%, over a 2% tax we went to war for. 2%. 3% of the colonists fought back. That's why they call them three percenters. 3%. 97% of the people wanted to stay with the crown. 3%. Of the colonists fought back and they changed the world. And now those men are spinning on a lathe in their graves. If you have freedom in America, then you've got it everywhere. You've got it in Europe. You've got it in Australia. You've got it in Canada. You've got it in Mexico. Because everybody wants to do business with us. It's not China. Look at how they treat their poor people. Look at how the Taliban treat their people. You want to do business with them? You want to do business with the Australian government in their current state? Those degenerate losers down there? The way they're treating their poor people? You want to do business with Beijing? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, thanks. I want to do business with a country that wants to give freedom to their people. That's what I want to do business with. If you're a country that oppresses your people, if you stomp on your people to enrich yourself, then we have nothing to discuss. Nothing. We ha- In fact, we have less than nothing to discuss. So you want the world to change? Then change it. It's that simple. All right, we're going to have to go. All right. For those of you who are not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts we do here every day. And we also put out an exclusive podcast once a week just for our Telegram subscribers. So get over there, and get signed up to us so you can get that exclusive. Also, you get access to our newsfeed. And man, we're putting some horrific stuff up the last couple of days. Tomorrow, I do want to discuss there's a guy get this right. There's a guy, an English citizen who decided he was going to fly in to Kabul. Uh, Some some 4chan kid or something. He's got a, a Twitch channel and all the rest of it. He's been live streaming over there. And the whole place went to hell. And he actually went out to the airport yesterday trying to get on one of these planes, disguised himself with a shemag and everything so he wouldn't get stomped on or killed. And now he's like seeing dead people, people being shot and murdered out in the streets and he doesn't know what to do. And the, the UK embassy's not helping. I mean, this, this kid, stupid, stupid. But anyway. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Stories like that are up on our Telegram page. Get signed up to us over there so you can get uh, get access to that stuff. Uh, also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcastprotonmail.com. At and we would ask you to pass us along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we'd appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone, have a great evening.